0: Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and in journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Hello, Bigfoot Society. we got a special bonus episode for you this week with Nash Hoover. I uh, wanted to have him on and talk real quick about... Uh, his show chasing legends and how that turned out after release, and also we talked about the Van Meter Visitor Festival because uh, you really should expect that by now. But it's a deep dive inside the festival, so uh, get ready, guys! Uh, check out the new episode, with Ron Reed. Too have a good one. All right, Bigfoot Society, uh, pleased to have Mister Nash Hoover back at it again. Uh, we're three for three, but I had to get him back on to talk about. How chasing legends went, which uh, Nash super big fan of how it turned out, dude.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I it's like am wow, very happy with the end result.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, before we get into that, well, actually, um, I'm I'm assuming that my listeners have heard your other two. Uh, so you are, uh, do you? do you introduce yourself as like the, like the creative head of chasing legends or how are you uh, introducing yourself these days?
1: Co creator host, executive producer. Awesome. Um, Awesome. Yeah. I created the, I created the show in 2013 with my then research partner, Caitlin Keeley.
0: Okay. And let's talk about uh, what exactly is chasing legends for the people that might not know.
1: Yeah, so uh, Chasing Legends is a, we call it like an adventure-based paranormal research series. Uh, As of right now, it's kind of more cryptid-tailored, but we're kind of, you know, we might kind of dip our toes into other things. Um, Oh, okay. uh, It follows myself and my crew, uh, you know, we have a production crew, research crew, everyone, everyone kind of is all involved with the overall production and investigations and this and that, it's very uh like destination truth-esque oh yeah his whole crew was it involved was so good so um, good but we travel around uh season one we did four episodes you know different corners of uh the u.s uh we went <clears throat> arizona louisiana vermont uh massachusetts looking for mm-hmm. four very different uh cryptids yes um you know we created the show back in 2013 as kind of a uh, a way to document our research and kind of take people along with us and kind of make it educational educational, informative, and, uh, show people what it's actually like to go out and look for these things. And it's not all glamorous and clean and nothing ever goes to plan. And, you know, mm-hmm. it rains a lot and it's, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, oh, yeah. so yeah, so we looked for uh, Lake Champlain monster, uh, Mogia monster, Arizona, Ruguru in Louisiana, uh, and then Puckwedges in Massachusetts, and that was our season one.
0: Oh, and it's it's so good too. You can, um, the uh, best place to watch it all is on your YouTube channel. Yep, it's usually how you, you drive uh, people to check that out, I would imagine. But, um, man, uh, Nash, it's like thinking back, I remember the first time I met you at the Van Meter Vis- Visitor Festival in Iowa, and like this is probably. Maybe three or four years ago, maybe more. it's hard to tell um but like to see where you guys have gone from then to where you're now is just a really cool you know it's been cool to watch that dude um, tell me
1: it's been, yeah, it's been cool to be a part sure. of it it's been... <laughs> yeah
0: um are you uh are you going back to the festival this year
1: uh yes um by the looks of it, they're kind of trying to keep, they're bringing back like the same lineup that would have been there last year.
0: Oh, really? Um, okay. That'll so, be solid.
1: I, as far as I know, I don't know. I don't, okay. I haven't seen, I haven't heard who else is coming for sure, but yeah, I, I, they did reach out to me seeing if I would, would come back. So I'm, I am on the speaking speaker list for this oh, upcoming year.
0: You just broke your, your van meter visitor NDA. Hardcore Nash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think they'll I think they'll forgive me.
0: I think they'll be all right. Yeah. Um no dude, I'm pumped. I hope it actually happens. Uh do you know Cryptid Comforts? She makes I, the plushes and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's totally gonna be there. Oh, she's gonna be too? there too? Yeah, from Washington Sweet. State, man. Because wow. she's actually made like uh, uh Van Meter visitor plushes and stickers and stuff. Uh it's pretty solid. It's um, awesome. because no one really uh, sells merchandise there but uh should be a good time yeah I um, don't know why they haven't yet dude i'm blowing that cryptid up it's my favorite and it's all over the place now i love it dude,
1: Strangeology. Um, i'm so glad that they're like putting out the that they've been putting out those shirts and stuff like that. it's so it's it. it's been so cool like you know like i've been a part of that festival before mm-hmm. what was it 20 2014 i think was the first year i went and I've been there every year since. So yeah. it's been so cool to finally see like a lot of recognition to just that story. You know, not necessarily oh, the I festival, know. but I just know. that story on its own. And which, yeah. you know, in turn should help the festival.
0: Yeah. Um, you
1: know, because the more people that know about that story, the more, <clears throat> you know, the more people are gonna want to come out and see where it all happened.
0: And like uh the last year it was um I guess last year didn't happen. The year before that. I mean, Linda Godfrey was there. Uh, Jay Pachochin. like mm-hmm. there are some solid people that showed up, like I wasn't expecting to see there. So who knows what it's going to be like this year? But well, and even, uh, even their lineup
1: yeah. for uh, what would have been last year. I mean, you had David Weatherly, Ken Gerhard. Like, oh, I
0: forgot about Weatherly and Gerhard. My people, goodness, like,
1: dude, that's huge. Like, they're yeah, they they pulled out the big guns. Yeah, you know, with it what would have been last year. So I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that they uh, still come because it'd be sweet to finally meet those guys.
0: Oh, that would yeah. I, those are both guys I've tried to talk to, and I haven't been able to set it up yet. That would be cool. Uh, not just another tin foil hat was supposed to be there. Uh, oh, yeah. Zelia Edgar, I think, is her name. Um, yeah, that's it. Should be a, a solid year. Um, is it September twenty fifth? I think twenty
1: fifth to twenty sixth. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Friday
0: night beforehand, I guess someone made a documentary about it. Yep. They're going show uh, the Josh and uh, yeah.
1: The rest, I think, the rest of his guys made a documentary uh, that's all, about
0: dude. it. It's all—it's like watching your kid grow up. It's like look at how far. Yeah. It's gone. But so, uh, listeners, if you if cool kids go to the Van Meter Visitor Festival in Van Meter, Iowa, so you should. We should pack the place like crazy and just freak them all out. Um, I will let you know. It's kind of a small festival. It's a one-day thing, uh, one and a half because of the movie. But it's a fun time. Uh, you all should check it out. Come hang out with me and Nash. Why not? So, anyways, listeners should not be uh, surprised that this conversation just happened. So, right. <laughs> let's talk more about chasing legends, though. I think my favorite. Ep- it's hard to pick a favorite episode, but I really, really liked the Mogian Monster episode because it really shows how that northern part of uh, the state is different than the bottom and oh man it was you did such a good job it was
1: that that one was that's yeah that's up there if that's that is either my favorite or it's the top two Mm. um that one was so much fun to do i've been wanting to do a mogia monster episode for years yeah and then we finally got out there and like i all the research i put into that like it never prepared me for the just the the region that we ended up working in Mm And yeah, no. it's like you, you think of Arizona, you think of desert, and then you get, you know, an hour and a half north of Phoenix and it's like a completely different world. Like it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we did some cool stuff on that one. I really like that one just cause it like, it really, it really has that, like that adventure feel mm-hmm. to it. And we, you know, it, yep. um, you know, it really showcased, you know, what we will really put ourselves through to to find you know any sort of evidence
0: oh totally and
1: uh you know the interviews were cool and you know we those the two guys that we met out in the woods uh kevin and chuck those those guys were super cool and a lot of experience between the both of them and yeah that one that one was just such a cool a cool experience
0: yeah no you had some solid interviews on of uh guys i've tried to get before and haven't been able to and i was like man these interviews are really good like hats off to you dude like it's good stuff um keith rollins from instagram uh wants to know the the true story who got the suburban stuck in uh, that episode um, what's the story behind that
1: <laughs> well i drive all of all of the uh, the vehicles um okay so it was it was kind of a it was a mixture of things it was it was more of where i parked and the fact uh, that yep, we yep. when we showed up to do our daytime investigation it was it was kind of relatively sunny. There was some clouds. So it wasn't like a, where we parked. We thought we'd be fine. Well, then it it started to rain pretty heavily while we were out doing our uh, uh, day investigation, which we can kind of see in the episode because that's kind of when we were like, okay, we should probably cut it, you know, recall it. And it was more so just because it wasn't necessarily for how long we'd been out there. It was the fact that okay. we were out there and we weren't prepared for the rain. Um, so it was just kind of a mixture of things and having a heavy SUV. Yeah, and soft soil yeah. got wet it sunk in and it got stuck and then uh yeah so that was i mean i think we only show maybe 10 seconds of the whole experience but yeah that was probably a 10 minute ordeal trying oh, to
0: get I, yeah i was thinking that i was like that probably took a lot longer yeah mm-hmm. oh
1: so, yeah that was uh that was a fun uh a fun little experience
0: oh man uh what was your most uh exciting episode to film what do you think was the most exciting?
1: Muggyon was a lot of fun. I'd say most exciting would probably be Rougarou.
0: Mm,
1: um, yeah. Just because everything we did um, with Oof. the boat, the boat tour through the swamp that we did, uh, just being able to explore uh, in both of those two, uh, you know, those two uh, locations that we kind of did our day investigations in. Uh, just being able to explore New Orleans and kind of just explore the history, the Cajun culture, the history of the Cajun culture. Um, literally, that was probably the only episode that we shot where by the end of it, we literally all felt like, why did you know we were only here for three yeah. days and it literally felt wow. like we were there for weeks? Like <clears throat> we just did so much stuff. Oh, excuse me. And uh, yeah, I think that one, that one is up there. That's I think that's probably my favorite of the season, just with both how it turned out. And, uh, just everything that we did. And I mean, so alligators, man, that was, that was quite a, that was quite an experience. Oh man. Really? Exactly. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, but it's like, I myself was having in like an anxiety attack. Cause I was like, they shouldn't be doing this and they're gonna do it. And it's like it just keeps escalating, escalating. It's like, oh, those gators.
1: <laughs> I love yeah, like oh, I, I I I we were able to cut that investigation together so nicely where yeah. it literally was just like it just like it never there was never a like a dull moment. Like it was just like mm-hmm. peering, it just like I got more and more tense. And uh yeah, that was that was probably the only investigation I've ever done for the show where I actually was like uneasy about it the whole time and it was wasn't necessarily the case that we were investigating. It was just the environment that we were in, and yeah. plus, it had rained pretty heavily the day before we did our night investigation. So you had all of these spiders making new webs all at like eye level. So we like pretty much the whole night we were like dodging spiders the size of our hands, like coming wow. down from the trees and stuff. Oof. Yeah, that's wild, that was- dude.
0: That's wild. Um, did you ever get? uh freaked out or scared during any of uh the episodes when you're filming
1: other than the uh the alligator yeah. incident that's probably that was probably the the scariest okay um,
0: yeah i would say that too
1: uh i mean doing our, when we did our champ investigation we were out you know out there on kayaks that was pretty uh pretty crazy but i wouldn't necessarily say it was scary it was just kind of dumb yeah. but <laughs> it was uh I mean, Mogollon was, I Mogollon mean, was tense. So we had those, you know, we had some pretty tense moments. It was more so just because like we were in an environment where, you know, you know, we were hearing stuff like in the mm. tree, like we were hearing stuff out there moving around.
0: Yeah. And like, yeah. we
1: didn't know what it was going to be like, you know, cause we had seen a wolf earlier that day. You know, we had the whole herd of elk that we uh, you know came across, you know, we were told that there's bear in the area. So it was like, what are we going to come across? And it was, yeah, that one was pretty unnerving, especially for how far out there we were and far away from any sort of help. And
0: it's a, that's a great part. Cause it's like, you've got Eli and Alex kind of doing their thing, but then you guys off there and each, each team is kind of having a little different experience. It's very interesting to watch it. Uh, it made me appreciate Eli Watson a lot more. He's a cool dude. I need to definitely get to talk to him more. I think, but yeah, um, he, uh, yeah, he's gonna he, do some cool stuff in the future, dude.
1: Yeah, he is uh, quite the character. Um, yeah, as there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of stuff that we cut out from the Mogian Monster Investigation where he was pretty oh, much like commentating everything that was happening, <laughs> and I wish I would have left it in just because it was just so hilarious. Just, like he's literally like pretty much it was like a nature documentary. Like he was just narrating yeah. everything that was happening oh from behind man. the camera. And oh yeah. Yeah. And then his little bit, um, like he edited the, pretty much all of the Ruger episodes. So that you was, you can tell it's like, yeah, t- it's oh, yeah. Totally you can definitely tell it because it's yeah. a completely different feel. And just like, yeah. it's, he threw his own little like element of, uh, you know, comedic, you know, uh, comedy into it. And that's good stuff, man. Uh, yeah, it was,
0: Oh my goodness. Um, are there, you kind of alluded to this already, but, um, are you guys taking a little bit of a, a break now, are there plans already in place for, for the future? It sounds like, or.
1: Yeah, we, uh, um, we're just kind of in downtime. I mean, yeah, I yeah, never yeah. usually, I mean, I usually am always working. Um, but yeah, we had a conversation, uh, last weekend we had some more conversations this uh, yesterday um, and have a meeting with uh, Eli and Alex to kind of this coming week to kind of go over some more stuff but yeah we've got a pretty solid plan going Um, I think we're looking at sometime late spring we might start up again Um, have some pretty cool uh, pretty cool ideas for what we kind of want to do for season two we're Nice. Uh, right now, we have a, a thing out right on Facebook asking people what they would like to see us look into. Oh, really? Um okay. Seeing if you know they want us to kind of stay cryptid centric, or if we you know should you know mm-hmm. kind of start looking into things that still fall under the category of legends and.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have it open where you can. It's in the title of the series. You could literally do that, and no one would bat an eye. I think.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. we we pretty much ask people if they want to see us. You know, do you know more you know more bigfoot stuff, more lake monster stuff, if they want to see us even, you know, dip start doing some ghost hunting stuff, uh maybe even like mysterious locations, you know, we've oh, yeah, there's a lot of, cool. there's a lot it would it would just it would make it would kind of open up the possibilities for us and and give us more uh possibilities for uh things that we can do episodes on and uh, not necessarily stick so cryptid centric, which I mean, I'm I'm into the whole team's into the cryptid stuff. It's awesome, but I mean, with COVID happening right now, we're mm-hmm. running into that issue where yep. we can only do so much within the U.S. Exactly. So, I mean, so we're going to kind of have to explore uh, different uh, different options to keep putting things out without completely depleting our U.S. list. Uh-huh. And yeah, so it's been it's been interesting. But mm. yeah, I think uh, I think what we have planned right now, I think people are really going to dig. And if you know, we. I, Things are still changing, nothing's completely concrete yet. But uh yeah, I think it's, it's definitely gonna be uh we're looking at doing six uh episodes this time versus four. Oh cool. Um so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. That's we're uh I don't have like a release. I mean, I would like probably mid twenty twenty two, but you know, we'll kind of mm-hmm. see how things you how never things know progress and yeah. things happen
0: yeah hope for the best definitely what would um if you were able to do this what would you say to uh nash hoover about seven six seven years ago when he's starting all this chasing legend stuff would you give him any advice back then
1: don't quit don't uh that's good be patient it's you know everything happens in time you know you're only going to get better i mean i we, we had such a, you know, we had such high hopes for this when we first started and we had such big plans and, you know, big ideas. And it just, we, you know, we, a lot of the time we almost bit off more than we could chew, but I feel like those, those small failures really like helped us learn. Exactly. And then, you know, it took us some time to get the right crew and meeting the, you know, the right people and working on other projects to kind of understand more of the, you know, the production side of things and really honing our skills there. Um, so, yeah, I would just pretty much say, Hey, don't quit. Um, mm. You're going to, you know, you've got a rough road ahead of you, but there's, you know, there's a pretty positive light and you'll get to it. You know, That's you'll get awesome. to it when you get to it. And once you're there, you'll be there and it'll just only get better.
0: Yep. I would say the same thing to myself. Also enjoy the ride more along the yeah. way, you know, because if you just focus on what you're getting to, Uh, I don't think it, I don't think you'll learn as much and it's not as fun. So that's something I try to do myself. But uh, did you, I love how uh, you incorporate some amazing shots from drones in this series. It's really, really good dude. Um, Do you have any advice to people that are maybe wanting to get into uh, making their own film with, uh, with drones or anything like that you could impart?
1: Well, if I can teach you a lesson from my uh, good friend, Alex Petikov, it's to make sure you have your obstacle avoidance on at all times. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, drones are, drones are a lot of fun. I mean, they're, I mean, nowadays they're pretty much idiot proof. So pretty much anyone can pick one up and fly one. It, obviously if you, depending on what brand you get, if you, you get the kind of the cheaper right. brands that don't have the sensors and stuff on them, all the DGI ones are pretty, pretty much. Uh, oh yeah. Sure. Idiot proof. Cause they, yeah. you know, they have all the avoidance sensors and, you, know, you its pretty much impossible to crash, and if you do, you really were flying wrong. Right. Um, but it's—it's it's just so easy. Like the—the the first time I ever flew uh, our director of photography Sammy's drone, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, this is this is easy. Like once you kind of figure out what all the where all the controls and buttons are, it's—it's it's like playing a video game. Video game, basically. Oh, it's awesome! Like you, yeah. You know, you just pick your shots and go. And
0: mm, that's cool.
1: I mean, yeah, I think I think at one time in Louisiana we had like three drones going. We had Eli, wow. Sammy, and Alex all at the same time flying, you know, with three different drones. Oh man. And, uh, yeah, uh, we got some super cool stuff, um, on all of them and yeah, consumer drones, man, they've really changed filmmaking. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. And I mean, just, it's just, no, oh, go ahead.
1: And, uh, especially with a project like, you know, like we do, Um, and allowing us to just showcase the environments and just how, Mm, you know, large and vast and, you know, dense these places are. And plus, you know, we've even talked about trying to use them as like an investigation tool almost where allowing us to get up and, you know, kind of, you know, during the day and kind of explore areas that, you know, we might not be able to get to and just kind of see if there's anything moving around that we can kind of, okay, we got to go that direction. And, and I think they even have ones now where you can, you know, like I think DJI has like their enterprise line that come with like FLIR thermal cameras built into them oh, and you can shoot. do like thermal seeking yeah. drones and do like, some that stuff. I would stuff. love to get like yeah. for the night investigations and stuff like that. Yeah, that dude. would really be cool.
0: Oh man. I think it would be cool. Like uh, just to think that you are proud in some spots, you might be getting the first aerial footage that's ever been there. And in such high quality, it would just blow my mind. Like that is just so cool, dude. But yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. To, so to find out what Nash was alluding to about uh, Alex Petikoff, you're going to have to watch the Rougarou episode. It's really good. We're not going to tell you what happens, but that's, it's that's worth, probably one it's of my worth, favorite sequences worth in
1: like it. all of the episodes. <laughs> like the way Eli like set all that oh. up was so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was so I was like, oh, man. No, Every, and everyone, everyone
1: yeah. was so like everyone was so like nervous when I like yeah. jumped up and was like, all right, I'm going to get this drone and just like hopped off the boat and you know everyone's like trying to hand me stuff to stand on and yep you know i I mean it was cool for a second probably being the only person that's ever stood in that area of that swamp you know just to save this drone um that alex decided to crash into a tree but (laughs) it uh yeah it was that was such a cool little sequence
0: um i I agree 100 it's one of my favorites uh let's um i'm gonna ask you so the, to the listeners, this is going to be a new segment that I'm going to start doing, and Nash's uh, episode is going to be the first time you've heard this, I believe, where I have a list of questions, and at the end of each episode, no matter who it is, uh, you're going to hear the answers to these questions, which is kind of cool. I've asked these. You're going to hear these questions answered by Dr. Meldrum eventually, Shannon Legros um lots of lots of people coming down the uh, pipeline once the episode is released so here we go ready you're ready okay cool all right uh is there anything that i should ask you that i didn't know enough to ask hmm.
1: i don't know man it's the third episode i've been on we might have covered everything might I know. Not be any more <laughs> secrets? <laughs>
0: That's true. This question hits 10% of the time, so it's okay. <laughs> um, what are you
1: most excited about right now? Oh man. I think it's just like the the possibilities are endless at that point at this point where mm-hmm. you know we finally achieved what we've been trying to do for a long time, which is actually put out of like consecutive episodes and you know wrapped as a season and i think now we're like our heads are just spinning now because it's like you know what Mm. where do we go from here like how can we top this yeah right and you know because that's that's one of the down it's like one of the downsides of being a creative is like once you put out like that masterpiece you have to now figure out a way okay how can i take this and make it better and then Mm. replicate that again and again and again for you know several seasons and um but yeah i think we uh we've got a good uh good plan for uh kind of making everything look, look cool. And, um, dude, that's yeah, awesome. It's that's kind of my, that's where I'm at. <laughs>
0: does it, does it blow your mind where, so I just had this thought, what if in let's say mm, 60 years, some kid tracks you down like Nash, I want to interview you for my podcast. Cause I, I read, I watched this old documentary from 50, 60 years ago called chasing legends and you were in it kind of like how we watch like in search of Bigfoot from the seventies. Like, Dude, that could totally happen, man. Like, you don't know how. I don't think I've ever ever had that
1: thought of. You know what? Where where am I going to be? You know, I'm going to be that that guy that you know these you know younger generation are seeking out.
0: It's weird. It's weird to think of. Um, What are the top books? And I'll kind of I'll tweak this a little bit for you. What are the top books someone getting into Bigfoot or cryptozoology uh, should have on their bookshelf? Is there are there any you would recommend?
1: Any book by Chad Lewis,
0: dude? For real?
1: Yes. Um. Yes. Shout out to my boy. Um, oh yeah. Currently on my desk, I have uh, Copper State or Copper State Monsters by David Weatherly. Um, yep. yep. That's just kind of what's here. Uh, he's got he's got a good line of books. Uh, mm-hmm. Very they're more state specific, but it's it's still pretty cool. <clears throat> um. God, I forget who wrote the book. I have a I have both volumes of the Cryptozoology A to Z.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so I know what that's by you're about. Yep. But that's, I, I, I recently moved and all my, a bunch of my books are still going oh, like to box okay. somewhere. I got you. So those, those two books I, I, I found on Amazon. I really like them cause it's like, they're, you know, it's literally A to Z. Uh, it's two volumes and it's very in depth, pretty much any, any, any cryptid that's ever come into existence, no matter how like minor or crazy sounding it is it's in this book and, and very you know in, in a lot of detail mm-hmm. um
0: that's a good rec yeah
1: you know Lauren uh lauren coleman's got a couple books out that are good
0: oh yeah well that's what i hear right
1: There's so it's many like,
0: it's i don't know who this lauren coleman guy is but supposedly he's a great writer and, <laughs> and he's like the most for anyone who doesn't know he's the most amazing cryptozoology guy uh in the world so check him out um Good recommendations, yeah. Chad Lewis's books are gonna be um, in ebook form uh, under Shannon's book label, Beyond the Fray Publishing. Oh, nice! Which is amazing. Uh, what are your so? The next question's kind of uh, like this the the finale here. So, in your opinion, what is Bigfoot? Oh God! Ha <laughs> ha. It gets worse, Nash. Don't worry.
1: Um, uh, I guess I'm on the side of it as a undiscovered species of hominid. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I'm definitely on like that the the physical end of it, where it's an actual creature and nothing yep. metaphysical yep. I that gotcha. bends light and can yep. disappear at will and any of that kind of weird stuff that I've been approached on recently a lot more heavily than I probably ever have been before. Gotcha. Um, I I can't say definitively. Um,
0: yeah, and the great thing is there's no wrong answers to these questions, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, I that's personally what I believe. I think yeah. it is, uh, I think most of the time that's what it is. I think there's a lot of misidentification in terms of certain Bigfoot sightings, but I think some of the big ones that are Regularly cited, um, I believe that it is just an undiscovered uh, hominid species. Mm. Uh, until I'm proven wrong, that's my that's where I'm at.
0: <laughs> Rock and roll, and I would love to be proven wrong because it means then that we've discovered Bigfoot. And at the end of the day, if we discover Bigfoot, that's the goal, right? So,
1: like, where do we go then from there as a, as a field? uh that's that's what i that, that's that's what i've always like thought about it's like conservation it's like, okay, like you have all these all these people that you know are in this field looking for yeah. you know looking for evidence of these creatures what happens when we when we prove them all uh, you know real or fake then what do we do <laughs>
0: so nash it's like i've ho- i've thought about this regarding bigfoot and it's like i think there has to be a huge conservation push you know because it is so i think it's more like a um undiscovered great ape right or north american wood ape you know
1: well, hey man china's um, so, got china's yeah. got protected land for the urine. so hey anything's possible. exactly <laughs> yeah
0: so that's that's how i would answer that is uh conservation push um is mothman good or something else what do you think god the
1: whole Mothman mm. thing i'm like so 50 50 on mothman like okay mothman was one of those ones where it was like by the time that i kind of like had established myself a bit in the field and was kind of looking into kind of some of the weirder stuff It had been done so many times where it's like, I'm not even going to touch it because it's, you know, pretty much anyone that's anyone and anyone that's not anyone has looked into this story. Right. And pretty much everybody knows it because it's, you know, you, anybody that doesn't know anything about cryptozoology, at least knows about Bigfoot, Mothman or Loch Ness. Exactly. And, you know, so it's just one of the, like the three poster children for the field. Mm-hmm. i don't know it's it's definitely weird the yep. whole mothman phenomena is definitely strange is it this harbinger of death bringer of evil thing i don't know i think it's just yeah. kind of you know right place right you know right place wrong time but um <laughs> that'd be funny if that's all it was like i just i, I don't know it's you know and yeah, just it's. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of people that it, it's just kind of one of those things where it's now anytime anybody sees something like large and winged that they can't identify, it's got to be some right. sort of Mothman creature and um, yeah, I don't know. It's I'm kind of more on the uh, probably it's a good folklore story, but
0: oh, definitely, it's a great story. Yeah,
1: who knows? Um
0: Are we concerned enough about Dogman, or what are your thoughts on? on the Dogman stories because it's horrifying mash you know it is
1: i love how much the Dogman stuff seems to be like coming in now it's like all of a sudden yes. everyone's just like realizing that there's these stories out there and everyone's like oh, i've seen one too and it's like uh, did you really though and <laughs> like i get asked about bray road all the time and it's like well have you ever oh, been yeah, to bray sure. road and they're like no and i'm like then you don't know Right. I've been to Bray Road three times. Like you, it's literally a rural road in the middle mm-hmm. of nowhere with sure. tiny little patches of trees around it. Like there's nothing out there. Like the Bray Road encounter was one sighting of a broader phenomena that happened that of dogmen sightings in Greater Wisconsin. Mm. But yet, for some reason, Bray Road is like, oh god, got to get to Bray Road. You gotta you gotta look for the dogman. It's like it's you're not gonna like find the, anything. The like, mecca, yeah like yep. there's other areas in Wisconsin that have larger dogman reports that actually oh, really? fit the bill for a location that could hide something that oh, don't get no talked way. about mm. and i mean i've casted a a, foot, a canine footprint the size of my freaking hand in wisconsin no and that That's was awesome, you Nash. know in an area that is very densely forested and you know not a lot of people around Not on some rural road where, and I've actually been, I was actually told a story one of the times I was in Elkhorn on where, on what they believe the story actually came from. Okay. The Bray Road story. And it was actually the, uh, according to this guy, it was the, uh, the town drunk was out on Bray Road and he had like this big fur coat on that he always wore and got hit by a car. And that's where the Bray Road story came
0: from. Oh boy. Yikes. Who knows? Who knows, right? Yeah. Wisconsin has some crazy stuff in it, dude.
1: Dude, Wisconsin's whack.
0: For real, dude. That's that's for real. What, is, what do you think the possibility of living dinosaurs
1: are, Nash? Mm. I think it's possible. I don't think it's as uh, popular as... I don't think it's as possible as a lot of people want it to be. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some areas of this world that are very untouched that could possibly have something still living. Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, everyone has this idea that it's just some like Jurassic park looking creature when in reality, if it is a living dinosaur, it's going to look like a giant bird. Um, and that's just kind of what we have learned. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, that's what you always, I always, I always laugh and I know there's other people that I've talked to that also kind of, don't like the living dinosaur uh, phenomena because it's like all the descriptions are of like a large reptile looking thing when then like that's mm. not a dinosaur <clears throat> like we know now that's not what dinosaurs looked like they were sure most yeah. likely you know almost entirely covered in feathers and and look mm. like you know large yeah. birds so i don't know it's like the mccullough membe Possibly. Congo is very untouched. It's very unexplored. Congo is weird. Yep. Um. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, want to go into Congo, but don't also want to die. So it's... That's true. You know, it's yeah. one of those things, you know, it, it could be hiding all kinds of stuff. You know, the central, uh central Australia could have something. I know they got, you, you know, you got oh, the Berger. Be crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And I know there's, you know, there's stuff out of South America and, you know, it's...
0: Papua New Guinea. Totally. Yeah, could, I mean, that, that... Yeah. No question.
1: I mean, it's... Yeah. You got to kind of, you got to kind of focus on these areas that are, are n- very undiscovered mm-hmm. and, you know, could it be something that just hasn't been discovered? That's just, you know, we kind of hear the stories of it and it's, we just, you know, attribute it to a dinosaur when it's actually something else. I mean, it's, yep. no one really knows until we get into these places and, you know, it just sucks that, you know, that some of these places are so hard explored still. Yeah. And hard to get oh, to. Yeah. It's and yeah. it's say what it is. It's just, you yeah. know, I mean, you got, you know, Sumatra is relatively mm. unexplored mm-hmm. and, you know, you've got some, you know, large, some large terrestrial known animals. Like, you know, you got jungle elephants that live there and you got people that, you know, live in Sumatra, you know, have lived their the whole life and they've maybe seen elephants a couple of times, you know,
0: a, a large point, yeah.
1: animal, you know, yeah. and they've only seen them a couple of times. That's just how dense and, you know, and thick these jungles are. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, i have said before like i'm i'll believe anything as long as there's like evidence to it and it can sure kind of make sense for it to to be there um because we really i mean we we don't really know until we find it and you know definitively prove it definitively or indefinitively you know and it's mm-hmm. it's yeah dinosaurs i hope but It'd be oh, yeah.
0: cool, but yeah, who knows? I mean, with all the stuff, who knows what we're gonna find in Siberia that's gonna unthaw in the next few years, and yeah, they'll they'll bring back something, but who knows? Uh, last question what do you consider the top evidence for Bigfoot? Do you have a favorite one? E and G film. Yeah, dude. Me too.
1: That's but
0: that it seems like it's a straightforward question, but you'll be it's very surprising how people interpret this one sometimes they take it as oh my own personal evidence and then that launches into something too but I agree with hey man those tweak snaps
1: I recorded on the mogi on rim those those got to be those got to be a uh, bigfoot yeah dude yeah <laughs> p PNG, Png all the way that I mean yep. I've got the you know I've got the Png replica cast oh there. Yeah,
0: yeah totally dude nice and
1: you know it's that I mean that mean that was that was the, the the set of footage that was like that got me you know, 20 years or, you know, 20 years ago and was like, okay, I mm-hmm. got to look into this stuff some more. Oh, totally. It's like, it doesn't make sense. And I love now seeing people that are taking it and they're like stabilizing it and they're, you know, it's wild, re- re- re-en- re-enhancing it and this and that. And it's like yeah. super clear and like
0: see the muscle ripples and stuff. It's crazy, man. Yeah. I, mean,
1: that, I think what is that? Is that's still one of the most uh, um, like, picked apart like video footage. I like, want to say you're
0: right. That in JFK, I think. I think yeah. I read. it's like those two. It's crazy, man. Um, Nash, you made it through the gauntlet. Thank you so much. Uh, it, it got crazy, but thank you. Can you um, do a, a rundown of how people, if they haven't gotten to see the um, Chasing Legends or they want to follow you more, uh, how can they keep up to date with what you got going on?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at chasing legends TV. Um, if you want to follow myself, I'm at Nash Hoover, all one word on Instagram and Twitter. Um, YouTube is, I think it's real chasing legends. I don't know. It's true. Chasing legends. One of the two just search chasing legends. You'll find us. There's a tour de France documentary also called chasing legends, (laughs) but I think you should be able to decipher the two. I think we're at the point now of of doing this show where it should start coming up first. Um, Yep. uh chasing legends com has a ton of info on it about the nice. show i think i do have all the episodes on there now so if you just okay. kind of want a one-stop shop for everything go there uh, we have there all go. the older episodes on there as well as youtube um can just uh see meet meet the uh, meet the whole crew on there uh see who everybody is in their roles and learn more about the project uh if you have any questions please feel free to message me we have a message board on there shoot me awesome. a message on instagram uh questions suggestions anything i'm i love talking to people about this stuff so uh very cool yeah
0: nash thanks so much for uh coming on to this uh bonus episode i knew i had to have you back on to get the info about after the series was wrapped and uh can't wait to see what you guys are up to next so thanks again man
1: yeah thank you